How are we doing guys? It's Matt Whitmore here, one half of Fitter Food. This is Fitter Food Radio and I'm of course here with the one and only Keris Marsden Wagwan. Wagwan. It's a milestone episode. It is indeed. We finally made it Fitties. Episode 100 is upon us. Fourth time lucky. <laughs> yeah, four, four, four attempts in. <laughs> we were really struggling to like get our schedules to meet um, and... We would like the last one we done was done at like nine o'clock at night. I think we were both knackered, dedicated a whole like hour and a half to it, and then we're like, oh, maybe we're a bit tired, yeah, a bit brain dead. Maybe it wasn't the best time, so Slurring. maybe we should do it a bit earlier in the day, whilst fueled on caffeine and sunshine because the sun is shining here in Tunbridge Wells. And I we think, thought we'd, we'd give it a go again. I think the podcast has got to be up there with five in terms of our top five most argued about things, don't you reckon? What do you mean? As in, in terms of what we bicker about the most, it's the podcast that can always send us into... I know it doesn't sound like it maybe to you guys, but we disagree on topic and then we disagree on whether it was good or bad or whether it worked well. Yeah. We've got totally different perceptions of whether it was a good episode or not, haven't we? Yeah, it's quite funny because <laughs> it's like, obviously, for, for a podcast to be a goer, it's like... We ideally both want to be like, oh, that was a good one, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. You know, whereas the the worst is when one of you is like, oh, that was really good, wasn't it? And the other one's like, mm. <laughs> and then you're like, oh. And then they start almost like persuading you that it wasn't it a very good, a good episode. episode. And then yeah. you're like, I should just do it again then. So that's our excuse. If we went with every podcast first time round, we'd have about 500 right now. That's really good. But yeah, we would have. But we, we sit there and go, oh, I don't think I said the right thing or I, I think I was just too tired or, you know. Also, I've noticed this listening to other people podcasts as well, where you hear people say, make mistakes about, they might, like I listen to a lot of nutrition ones and they say yeah. this enzyme when they meant that enzyme or this hormone when they meant that hormone. And sometimes I spoke to people about it and they said, yeah, do you know what? I just let it go. You know, you yeah, know, I'm just yeah. on a roll and I'm talking. Just hope no but, one's going to pull you up on it. But I'm terrible. I'll be like, no, I said the wrong hormone. It's got to go. To pop, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, got to do the whole thing again. <laughs> yeah, basically. For that two second bit that we now can't find. So podcast well, it's, it's alongside, funny. I would say, dishwasher, your shoes are everywhere, your gym kit everywhere is, is up there. That's four things gym we bicker everywhere. about the most. What is this like? Just gang up on Matt? No, no, no. I was just thinking. Let's celebrate episode 100 and, and list all the things that annoy me about Matt. <laughs> no, but when people say, oh, you guys get on so well, how do you work together? And we do in every sense. Like, I, I don't know why I'm not bored of you yet. It's, it's like short of a miracle. I've never spent this much time with one person and not got bored of them. I guess to look forward to seeing you every single day. Oh, but, <laughs> but, yeah. In terms of things we bicker about, it, it the podcast is definitely one. We we do bicker about stupid things, which is nice, I guess. It's better to have like really silly problems than proper problems. No, I agree. Like the other day, like you, you went absolutely mental because I, I used the last of the almond milk. Oh yeah, but you've done it again today. Like I, I look forward to my porridge. You know, <laughs> this is like Love Island and the Toasty. <laughs> oh yeah. Like I look forward to it, and it's like just a little bit of almond milk makes it really creamy, and I'll be it like, does. "You should buy more then." Oh, God, don't don't even start. So uh, and the reason we argue about <laughs> almond milk is I just have a little bit on my porridge a couple of times a week and you drink pints of the stuff and I can't keep up and I'll buy it and buy it and buy it and I go to the fridge and it's gone and it's like, because you drink pints of the stuff, like you drink a pint in your smoothie or whatever. So I think you should take control of almond milk supply in the household. Okay. I think it's only right that you drain it just like I cover peanut butter and almond butter. Okay. That's my role. Because, okay. because I nail it basically and dark chocolate is my role because I nail it so I know when we're getting okay. short I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> coffee
coffee is equal. I'll do better. Coffee is equal. <laughs> we, we share the coffee responsibility. We, we, get, we, yeah, we, 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 we never run out of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> that's for sure. It's like it's like one of the, when I used to work in WH Smiths back in the day, and it's like they had a system, and I'm sure like every retail place has this system that when Stock when low. stocks is at a certain number, yeah. it automatically reorders. We're like that. Once yeah. we're down to the last three bags of coffee, we're like, oh, quick. <laughs> but to be <laughs> Get fair, another order in. the only thing that you are like that with is coffee, whey protein, creatine, and vitamin D. Mm-hmm. That's Ooh, the only stuff. thing that you go like, oh, things, it's getting low, I need to order some things more. Things are really mad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's your point? Whereas my list is like salad, carrots, broccoli sprouts. Carrots, jeez, Louise. Multivitamin. We won't go into that. Magnesium. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Guys, it's episode 100, <laughs> yeah. Milestone. We thought, what should we talk about? And I know in episode 99, we said we were going to talk about fasting, different forms of, pros, cons, et cetera, et cetera. But Keris made a very good point that, you know, we are fit of food. We can't celebrate episode 100, you know, by talking about not, not eating. eating. And I was like, you're absolutely it's right. I don't sad. know what we were thinking. So we I, figured... I food. I do. I think it's it's amazing. It's, some, isn't it amazing sometimes. how excited you can get as well? Like if you know you're having something for dinner that night. <laughs> you like, think about it a you lot. genuinely get excited about it. Is that it. bad though? I sometimes think whole... about I've got not enough going on in life to look, at, no, look forward no. to it that much. Well, it could be that. <laughs> I don't know. Just... I mean, luckily it's our, it's our career as well, so you can justify yeah, it on those lines. But, but also as well, please bear in mind, it's, you know, it's never, you know, we always say it's never one thing, right? And it's the same with food. It's never one thing. It's it's so it's the food, but it's time out. It's time with you. It's relaxing. Yeah. It's the end of the day. You know, if you were just sat on your lonesome, you know, eating that dinner, I mean, it might be quite nice. I don't know. But speaking of fasting, they often say the meal you should probably skip is dinner and have or have a really early dinner. And I find that really hard because it is the meal that I look forward to the most with mm. you because it's like we switch off, we have dinner. Yes. Yeah. Well, I it's actually, a family thing for a lot I actually people. think that's why that, that's most people's downfall as well in terms of you know from a. From a fat loss perspective, you know, how many times you hear it where people are like, oh, you know, my breakfast was bang on, I went to the gym and my lunch was spawn, but then I got home. And, <laughs> and that's when, because I think it's that it's that mentality of like, my day's over now, I've, I've been working all day, I'm home, I'm with my family, yeah. and it's almost like relaxed time. But and also that the, the, you've burned through quite a lot of like brain chemicals by that point, so your willpower is kind of at all time though. You've oh, made it you, to chemicals to you, doesn't does, it? Does, doesn't it? But you've yourself. made a million decisions by that point, yeah. especially if you haven't prepped and, and prepped in advance, mm. which is the argument for having a meal plan and doing your food prep. You have made so many decisions by that point that you just your brain goes, What's the easiest thing and give but, me give me some fuel. But I can relate though. I can relate to to that whole like if there was if there was one segment of the day where I would probably vulnerable <laughs> where, where, where my willpower is tested the most, yeah. it's definitely in the evening. Yeah, like you know, like because you know when when I'm up, I'm up, I'm out, I'm going, I go to the gym or we walk Hamish or whatever, and then you have your breakfast and you crack on with work, and then it's a nice, quick and easy lunch, and then boom, you crack on with work again. So you're kind of in go mode, so yeah, yeah. you don't really have much time to think about it. But it is that kind of like right, I'm done for the day now. Even though I've had a really nutritious dinner that I've prepared already yeah. and, you know, done all of that, it's like, oh, a bit of chocolate maybe or, <laughs> or just a bit of uh, ice cream left or 
you know, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like if there was that one part of the day, and, and, and I think it's quite common with a lot of clients that we work with. So it's a good, but it's a good reason to also plan your I dinners in advance. I can't imagine skipping dinner though. No, but it's a good reason to plan the dinner at least mm. because, and that's why we always oh, yeah, have sure. we have like what we call ready meals in where we've got cooked proteins in. So if we get in late and we're just like so hungry, yeah. we can just do courgette and we've got some cooked prawns in or something like that. We know yeah, how to dead make simple. dinner like, like in, a veg stir fry and then wallop, just yeah. whack some protein in with it. Five minute dinners like, taste good, does the job. Yeah. Bosh, bosh, bosh. Salad is an instant meal. Everyone forgets salad. It is, but there's only so much salad you can eat. <laughs> I can eat a lot of salad. You can. Um, but we're not talking about fasting. No. What we wanted to do in this episode was, I suppose, do a bit of reflection, if you will, uh, because Keris and I have been reflecting quite a lot lately, both, yeah. you know... Like, though, is not going to... Uh, don't turn off if you're listening. No, it gets... We, you know, it's gonna, we're going to some real juicy stuff here, I we promise will. you. We will. But, but I see what you're saying. Like, I'm going but, to reflect on the 100 episodes. Yeah. Um, but no, like, you know, if you think, because you know, we have dragged these 100 episodes out over a very long period of time, a lot has changed, you know, for us both, like personally, professionally, you know, we've evolved a hell of a lot, yeah. um, you know, in terms of, you know, our knowledge, our experiences, of course, grown over the years. And yeah, for sure, we've, we've changed our stance on, on certain things as well. Um, and there's an absolutely nothing wrong with that at all. Um, I think it's a sign of a good, good coach, good practitioner, you know, uh, whatever you want to call yourself. Because it, good it, person admits it, when they're wrong. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Putting your hands up. We or actually, let's say it correctly. It's not that we were wrong. We always told the truth as we knew it at that time. Yeah, it weren't. Yeah, good point. It weren't like we as were we lying. Be- as we believed it. Sorry. Yeah, we didn't. It's not like we knew something and yeah. just said the opposite. It was like <laughs> yeah. it, you know everything that we put out there was based on the research that we had done and, and our experience and like Kerry said, our knowledge at that time. And as I say, if you're if you're kind of forever evolving, as we like to think yeah. we are, you know, you're, you're going to change your stance on things because, you know, be faced with more and more research that maybe you didn't find before or maybe new research will come about that didn't even exist at the time. Actually, um, and the more I've studied in the last year, more I've gone back and studied more physiology. That's partly to lecture, but partly to try and understand. Obviously, both my parents have got cancer now, and I'm trying to trying to understand the kind of metabolic theories that underlie that. The more I'm like, gosh, we know nothing. Like we really don't know anything. Mm-hmm. And every time I uh, come across something new, like new pathways, doing new courses, they're like, oh, by the way, we've got insulin wrong. By the way, we've got um, hormones wrong. We've got adrenal fatigue wrong. We've got um, mm. menopause wrong. Do you know what I mean? Everything. I'm like, we have got so much wrong. This yeah. is the medical world and filters out into functional and alternative medicine. There are a lot of things that we believed happened for that reason. And the more the technology and the studies advance in terms of investigating the human body, the more we're like, oh, okay. But, but the one thing that's standing out to me more than anything, it's... Food is just such a small part of it, really. I mean, don't get me wrong, you've got to nail it. You've got to get that right. Oh, yeah. But it's such a small part of it. Like, oh, yeah. And more and more that with clients, I'm now a bit like, when people come to me, I think, well, we've, we've done recipe books, we've done seminars, we've mm. got online courses, so what is it that you need to know? And half the time, it's that we need to unravel a massive kind of environmental component, which is when I talk about yeah. environment, it's, it's relationships, it's work, it's home life, it's relationship with yourself you know like perception of yourself and you know maybe some heavy metals in there as well (laughs) yeah basically but the more I think god I'm almost kind of like transforming a lot of what I do because there's just no point me laboring you know broccoli sprouts and kale if if someone is in this kind of really destructive environment and that could be as I said like 
mentally or physically? Well, I'm glad you're not labouring Rocky Sprouts and Kale, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> I draw the line somewhere. What have you got against Rocky? Slip into anything. All right. Um, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> you know what I meant. Um, so, reflection. You know, what have... But what we decided to do for this episode... The hilarious thing was the last one we did, I said to Matt, let's do three things that you think it's really important that anyone on the health journey just keeps in mind. Yeah, so know. not three points. And I, said, I, and I listed about 20. Matt listed 20 and we were like 45 minutes in. But it's my thing, isn't it? And I started drooling. And that's what we thought. Like, a waffle. <laughs> and then we bickered. You've got to take me as I am. We bickered and I said, why can't you just do three? Um, but... But three things that you've got to... Not, not three things to do. So we're not going to say eat broccoli, sprouts and kale, get to bed at eight o'clock. Yeah. We're going to say three things, three components that have got to be kind of with you on your health journey at all times to make sure it's successful. Because your health journey is going to evolve all the time. It's going to change with age. It's going to change with environment. It's going to change with experience, you know, um, knowledge. And it's quite easy for it to go down the wrong path because you're forgetting something really important. So I'm I'm going to do three things and you're going to do three things that you think are important. Yeah. Well, I'm going to try. I've already written four. Oh, I'll do my best. I'll, do, I'll try and merge two of them so then it's, <coughs> then it's three. But, you know, the, start the thing is, guys, now. is like what we need to remember and what we want to try and come across uh, or, or put across in this episode is, you know, it's like Kerry said, it's not like, oh, you know, I, I think everyone should be eating more vegetables. You know, like it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's we're trying to look at the well, bigger. Well, they should be more vegetables. We probably should be, yeah. But, but it's part of. A bigger picture it's part of you know like you know when we talk about health and we, we talk about this a lot you know what is health to you and a big thing that we're talking about lately is looking at health beyond simply the food you eat and how much time you you spend in the gym uh, which is what most people like think about don't they you think health and you exercise you think food yeah of course very important no, no doubt about it it's only a small part of the puzzle and um you know we often talk about like the blue zones in the world you know with um the highest amount of cent, centu, centurarians? <laughs> yeah. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Is that right? Is that right? Centenarians. Centenarians. You know what I mean. <laughs> Centurions. Um, and, you know, so people that obviously, you know, live to 100 and beyond. I'm like, now you've got me doubting if it's centenarians. Well, I'm sure hopefully it's one of them was right, at least. That's <laughs> where we're both wrong. Uh, Hamish chasing a fly. Good yeah. luck with that, mate. Um but, you know, and, and you look at what these, um, you know, these blue zones have in common and, you know, it's not, it's not wealth, you know, like it is so they're, they're, these aren't rich parts yeah, of the world, but there is a huge sense of community. Yeah. There is um, lots of like homegrown, home cooked meals. Even the bread is homemade. Yeah. Sunlight exposure. Massive one there. Labour-saving devices. Labor, yeah, labour-saving devices. So, like, more movement day-to-day. Oh, so no, lack, lack of. <laughs> oh, sorry, yeah. yeah that, lack, sorry, lack, lack of, of labour-saving devices. Some more movement kind of across the day, you know, manual manual work, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, lower stress levels, no doubt better sleep quality, et cetera, et cetera. You know, like, the, the list does go on. And when you, when you look at that, you know, like, there's, yeah, there's a mention of food and exercise in the form of, of movement. You know, look at the bigger picture. Their is life that... doesn't revolve around work and financial success for a start, which is a and, big and thing. Instagram, that's, yeah. and, and <laughs> yeah. social media. You know, it's it's and a big thing for us is, is community. That's that's massive for us. And as with regards to sunlight exposure, you know, there's only so much we can do. You know, we live in the UK, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But community is 
massive. Managing your stress levels is massive. Your social health in general is huge. You know, and, and what that's... you place importance on is such a big factor because at the moment people have lost the perspective on things. So mm. it's like logging onto social media. We know this, it's all in the media at the moment about it's now linking social media to depression and mental health issues because <clears throat> I know our newsfeed, thanks to you, is just full of mainly blokes in the gym doing stuff. So if I log onto Instagram newsfeed, I'm like, all these men in the gym. And that day I decided that I wasn't going to go to the gym. I was going to put my feet up and, you know, you know, instantly feel like I've done something wrong. And mm. because of, and it's triggered by that, that, you know, kind of just seeing what everyone else is doing, which we never had that insight. And I think, you know, that's not going anywhere. And no. It's always going to be there, but you can decide how much, how important that is. And you can decide whether to scroll through or, or, well, I suppose or whether not to scroll it, through. It's, 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 um, it's a reflection of your state of mind in how, thing you saw on social media makes you feel because yeah. which is actually I, I let's bring in your first point i wouldn't imagine there's point. many people <laughs> your first point about comparing okay then yeah good segue yeah. <laughs> over into the topic i did it again there i've always wanted to do that how many times have i got that into a podcast now good couple i'm doing well yeah so one of the things i wanted to I talk really about points you've written there. Don't, worry, don't worry don't worry ignore that list that's okay. the that's the old list right. um is you know to stop comparing yourself to other people and i did a post about this on social media the other day where i spoke about you know using other people's success other people's journeys and etc etc as as inspiration you know don't 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 use it to, to compare yourself to um, to discourage you from making positive change because you know we often talk about social media being someone's highlight reel. I mean, don't get me wrong; you get the odd few people that just that just seem to be negative like, all the time, you know. And even and that does get a bit draining after a while. It's like you almost want to find a happy medium between like a bit of positive, bit of positivity, of course, bit of motivation, but also a bit of realness, you know. Yeah. Because I think we've... sometimes with social media, people almost give the impression that things are just hunky-dory all the time. But there's, you know, there's and, also the trends of like the kind of poor me stories Yeah, as well. and like I say it just all gets, it all just gets a bit boring, really. Yeah, you, know, yeah. like, you know, you just want a bit of realness. And we do try and give a little bit of a roller coaster of what's going on in our life. Yeah. And I think that's quite we're, important We're quite, we're quite transparent, aren't we? Yeah. I think we are anyway. But I'd also say the number of nutritionists and trainers that we've met in real life and been quite shocked by how we expected something different from their social media just you know in terms of either from a physical perspective and mm. physical fitness or, or athletic ability but also or... personality like yeah. you, you, you meet some people in real life and I mean I'd like to think that when people meet me they think you know you're just like what I imagined you'd be based on your social media like and, and saying unique <laughs> yeah yeah but, yeah you know I'm um but Whereas some people, like we've met some people, we're like, is this the same person? Like, does someone else write there? Well, some people, we didn't realise people did that, but yeah, Facebook, sometimes like, people. It just, it just was completely stuff. different. But anyway, but, but my point is, is you know, use all this kind of uh, information, inspiration, you know, and content that is out there on the World Wide Web, you know, and all these social media platforms now. Use them to your advantage. You know, there is, there is absolutely no point comparing yourself to these social media profiles because they are a different person. And I know it sounds like a very obvious thing to say, but, and don't get me wrong, I've been there, you know, when I've, you know, like, like dark times for me that I, you know, in this context have been like, if I've been injured, you know, such as like, uh, 
um, the knee injury I had in the boot up to the marathon, the shoulder dislocation, plus God knows how many injuries that I've had in the past over the years. And and sometimes, you know, if I, the last thing I want to see is someone absolutely smashing a workout in the gym that I know that I can't do at the moment. Yeah. But like I say, that's just a reflection, my state of mind at that moment. That person isn't putting that content out there to make people feel guilty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That person's putting it out there Maybe to, yeah, no doubt, probably to showboat a little bit. I mean, who doesn't want to showboat a little bit? But no doubt it's to put some content out there, maybe inspire other people to do the same, give give other people some ideas for their workouts, et cetera, et cetera. I can't imagine there's anyone that's sitting there going, like, how can I make people feel rubbish no. about this, themselves? This is your second point we could segue into about... You like that word, don't you? I do. Adaptability. Because no, no, we'll come back. To, we'll come to that later. Well, what I was about to say is, if you're injured, you adapt everything that you're doing in terms of right down to who you're following. You go and follow some rehab and movement experts okay. on on Instagram. Okay, we will go with that. <laughs> you go and look up anti-inflammatory that on Instagram. Well, you're doing well You the adapt today. in that time because you're like, okay, my health journey is not about a PB on Olympic lifting right now. My uh, my priority right now is to maybe fix my gut, maybe uh, heal an injury. So you go off and you start looking at people talking about probiotic mm. foods, recipes for that, you know, how to boost your immune system if you're not very well. There's a ton of stuff out there. You just adapt what you're doing at that time, but you yeah. adapt, you know, either spend less time on social media if you're kind of like, well, it's not my thing right now. Yeah. Need some headspace. And to be fair, like I have done that when if I've been in a, you know, a, a bad headspace, you know, because I'm injured and whatever. I do now almost subconsciously spend less time on social media yeah. because I'm a bit like, Nothing against it, but I just know that based on how I'm feeling right now, I just don't really want to see it. Yeah, You, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And also, and, and the same thing is that something that worked for you at that point in time and inspired you at that point in time, but, you know, you use that person, mm. is you're going to outgrow it as well at some point in time. And then you've got to adapt, again, not just because you're injured or something's changed, but because you'll get to a point where you've outgrown yeah. that, you know. And this is what's happening with, with kind of, I suppose, plans where it's, you know, you're going to do this this diet plan for 30 days or this fast for 14 days or this mm. juice cleanse and stuff. And people do them and do them and do them. And then it's like, surely outgrown that by now. It doesn't offer you any benefit. Yeah. Just like training doesn't, if you don't actually start to adapt it and, and but then I think that, progress you know, it in some way. Well, 100%. You know, there's, I suppose there's in that sense, there's always an element of adaptation because yeah. there needs to be adaptation in order to be, to, to see progression. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I think... A classic example I like to give in terms of adaptation is, you know, like, you know, we've we've been talking about injuries, but, and I've mentioned this before, where people don't make adaptations elsewhere, you know, say for argument's sake, you know, they've done something to their knee, all of a sudden they can't, they can't run, they can't go to body pump or Zumba or, you know, do, you know, the cardio exercises that they normally would do. Yes, it's annoying, it's frustrating, it can put you on a downer. We know the impact that exercise can have on your mood and your state of mind. Yes, it absolutely sucks. You know, you need to almost kind of be able to take it on the chin, say it is what it is right now. This is the situation that I'm currently in and I need to do something about it. And one of the first things you should probably do after you've kind of got your mind right is make adaptations to your nutrition because, you know, if you're expending less energy you need to be consuming less energy. So people often place, place blame of weight, uh, weight gain on an injury, but the injury didn't make you fat. The injury didn't make you gain weight. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, you just carried on consuming foods as if you was still running four or five, six times a week or doing whatever it is. Or maybe comfort eight, so in the opposite comfort direction. Eight. And again, we've, we've been there. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. not trying to say, like, oh, you know, I'm like, you know, all high and might, you know, you just need to do this, this, and this. You know, blow me, have I been there with injuries? You know, because it's for, for, for many people, exercise is a form of comfort, it is a form of therapy, if you will. Yeah. Like, we always say, like, we are better people for exercising. Yeah. You know, like, you know, and getting it done in the morning just sets you up nicely for the day. But so for me, yeah. Number and also, two. Also, also in terms of you talk a lot about if there's a fat loss plateau and does there need to be, again, adaptations made? And it could be from a macro perspective, could be total calorie intake for a start. So you've mm-hmm. been speaking to me a bit about this kind of saying, you know, we discussed some of our client cases anonymously, of course. But I say clients not moving. You know, I'm fixing the gut. I think thyroid's OK. Is there anything that, you know, you think I've missed and you always go you take it back to energy intake. You're like, have you looked at energy intake? Does there need to be, okay, there was weight loss, but does there need to be a new adaptation or seesawing the carbs and fats? So maybe we've gone low carb. Do we need to bring carbs up, moderate the fats a little bit and and change the macros? And again, that will kickstart everything. You know, lots of hormones are affected by that macronutrient change. So is there then more of a kind of metabolic improvement from that sense? But I suppose like that's a, you know, a, a good point to raise there based on what you just said is, we as, you know, coaches or nutritionists, whatever, you know, we we rarely get it right first time with a client. It's not like you go, oh, this is your client, this is your goals, right, okay, fantastic, here's what you need to do, bish, bash, bosh, they get great results and it's see yeah. you later. Nine times out of ten, you're constantly adapting things yeah. along the way. You're Based making these outcomes. Exactly, <clears throat> because, you know, it's not just like, you know, here you are, here's your plan for the next 12 weeks, good and, luck. And anyone that tells you there is a magic bullet, is lying because Aye. it's so complicated in terms of the physiology behind it's not complicated and that yes there needs to be some key things that are implemented no one could know without you know the most technical bit of kit the kind of true calorie in no. calories out formula that's going on in your body right now there's so many confounding factors yeah. and obviously it works over seven days so in terms of of getting this process to work plus you've got the emotional side plus we've got you know kind of enjoyment and and things to factor in as in like you know you want to have food as a social thing at times yeah. And you don't want it to be this thing that controls you and that you're tracking all the time. We're not big fans of that either, which is why on Fit16, there's quite a lot of documentation about adaptations and flexing yeah. stuff. And it's like, well, if you, we've got a flow chart here, you know, like about snacking, we've got kind of meal timing adaptations. We've got if you eat out. Um, I actually did a video for the members the other day just saying, Matt and I, we've done Fit16 for years. This is really our approach to yeah. eating and nutrition. And we flex it in terms of sometimes we go back a couple of phases to the initial phase, which is about an elimination diet and basically supporting hormone and gut function. Mm-hmm. And I've just recently um, backtracked a little bit in terms of my gut's kicked off after a stressful few months. I've got summer now off um, from, from lecturing and stuff. So I'm like, right, I'm going to first of all fix my gut. It's always a place I kind of was getting feedback that my gut wasn't happy. I was getting feedback as well, <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> and do you know what? The interesting thing is, so I've gone back to kind of, I don't eat a lot of things like gluten and we um, I kicked out alcohol and stuff. And we, again, we don't have a lot of alcohol, but you know, I don't have any wine at the weekend at the moment. And within seven days, wouldn't you agree, within seven days, and I'm doing some antimicrobials, yeah. um, I've seen a massive improvement. But do you know what I think has made the biggest difference, what I've really eliminated as well? Intense exercise and early starts. That's made a huge difference to my digestive system. Huge. Huge. So though I, I know what to do when I, my gut kicks off in terms of, I know all the supplements and I'm rotating some antimicrobials. That's definitely helped. It's helped 
from a kind of, um, I can't even tell you enough how much this helps from a hormone perspective. So it's helping with everything from, you know, melatonin, I'm feeling sleepy at night, I'm sleeping better, I'm not waking up. All those kind of things are improving because I'm fixing my gut. Mm. Um, and I, as I've just said, I'm moving back and forth between the phases. I kind of kick out flour and stuff when I'm trying to sort my gut and blood sugars out. Yeah. Um, but I haven't been as strict with it. So, you know, I haven't taken out dairy, which I normally do with a gut heel. You're still having sheep's cheese and stuff like that. And I'm getting better and better and better. So, again, just another example of actually what I think the two big eliminations have been is intense exercise and, um, and sleep deprivation. Mm-hmm. And that's made a big difference. It has. Sorry, I, I digress. But it was useful stuff. No, no, of course it was. But no, but that was your, you know, that, I suppose that was you adapting, you know, based on your circumstance yeah. at this moment. And I suppose I another, suppose, another option, sorry, is that you do go 80, 20, 90, 10. That's another adaptation that we sometimes do, isn't it? On holiday, we might be 80, 20 in terms of our... Well, I was, gonna, I was actually going to talk, talk about holiday, actually. Um, I mean, before I do that, you know, like, I suppose like the, the classic example, you know, you mentioned like social occasions. And a big thing that we try and educate our, our members and clients on is being able to adapt things in accordance to social occasions, be it a birthday, a wedding, a holiday, you know, whatever it may be, when, you know, you do want to let your hair down a little bit. And I'm trying to refrain from using the words treat and cheat meals because what I want to try and get people to do is just don't see them as treats and cheats. See them as something that you've chosen to have as part of your healthy lifestyle. You know, and, and I know that might sound a little bit cheesy and a bit wah-wah, but I do feel that it's like, when you, as soon as you start labelling things as like a, a treat or a cheat, it's almost like it's negative. Yeah. You know, oh, oh ice cream's a real treat. Yeah, well, it's, it's delicious. So you could say it's a treat in that sense, but there's no reason why it can't be part of a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. Same with pizza, you know, bread, whatever, you know. And I think as soon as, as, soon as you start giving things labels, then that's a problem in my eyes. But... What I was going to say was, you know, a big thing that we often do if someone's got a, an occasion coming up and maybe they, they go in for, to a pizza place or whatever it may be, we'll be like, okay, cool, we'll maybe do an intermittent fast that day and have a lighter lunch than normal and ramp your protein up a little bit, you know, to hit your protein target, but you're keeping your, your calorie intake down and enjoy yourself that night. Yeah, or just eat a bit lighter. Yeah. Or, 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 but in a way that's not like, I'm saving calories for later, you know, which has been no. the kind of cycle of well, dieting for well, years. You kind of years. are. But you're doing it in a strategic way. It's yeah, not yeah, a, a balanced way. And, and, and I think it's all about how you approach it. Because rather than going like, oh, I'm just not going to eat all day, so I'm going absolutely nuts tonight. <laughs> yeah. It should be like, oh, do you know what? I'm going to do an intermittent fast, have a nice, light, but protein-dense, nutrient-dense lunch. And then I'm going to enjoy myself tonight and have a nice pizza with maybe a side salad and enjoy a beer as well. So it doesn't mean it means that you can just go absolutely mental that yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. There still always needs to be an element of control. But that's just a really simple example of how you can adapt to that day to, to factor that into the equation. And like Kerry said, on holiday, we often do fast most days on holiday, like intermittent fast, I mean, because we quite enjoy our evening meals when we're, we're on holiday. And, you know, we, we go to, to nice restaurants and we've, we found some places where the portions are quite generous, which I always <laughs> like. So I, I was going to say, I would probably... Um... I'd probably say I'd eat lighter now. I used to kind of dabble with intermittent fasting, but more I'd eat lighter now. Because I think for me as a woman, more kind of regular feeding mm. is better. Yeah. But I do have a tendency then in the evening to eat exactly the same portion size that you eat, especially if it's paella. Because our ratio, I'm like, he's going to eat all, so yeah. I need to eat it all. Get in there quick. Yeah. But well, to, to be fair, like, you know, you, you, you never eat as much as me. I try sometimes. You yeah. do try. Yeah. But I'm too quick for you. Though. 
She's like, damn it, you got there first. But, you know, again, that's just a classic example of how we adapt things on holiday. Yeah. You know, it's, and that's just something that works well for us. Um, my one last one, yeah. you know, I'm going to hand over to you, and I'll make this real quick because I kind of touched on it already. And that is just not dwelling on the past. You know, like it sounds like such an obvious statement to make, but the past is the past. Can't change it. Can't do nothing about it. Sure, you can learn from it, but I know so many people, you know, so many clients who have, who talk about how they used to train, you know, um, what weight they used to be, what dress size they used to be, and and they get so wound up about where they used to be and, and how far they are from it now that it actually stops them moving forward. And for me, it's just like, look, it's in the past. Leave it there now. Focus on where you are at this very moment and the changes that you can make to move forward. Use what where you were before as reassurance that you've done it before. You can get back there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, and, and I just think and a, it's... Another alternative to that or another kind of same point, again, because I see lots and lots of um, um, client cases, I see people who are not ashamed of their past but feel just can't stop worrying about things they've done in the past and what yeah. it's done to their body. So it could be anything from alcohol abuse, recreational drugs, smoking for 50 years, stress, not eating properly, not eating enough, overeating, being overweight, those kind of things. So as, mm. well, as well as you're talking about the glory days for some people, like I used to be able to do all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. The flip side is I know a lot of people that are like, so much of my past, I'm worried, I'm worried, I'm mm. worried. And it's like, got to let it go. And you've yeah. got to focus on all the good stuff you're doing right now. And, and same thing relationship-wise. People say, you know, wasted so much time with that person or worrying about what that person thought of me. And it's like, it's gone. The time is gone. But you know what? You've got the future to make the most of, and that's what you've got to flip that situation and think about. Stop, stop wasting energy on. Well, well on focus that. on the things that you can change. Like you yeah. can't change the past, you know. And, and and don't get me wrong. I'm not just throwing that out there. It's just like a oh, it's there. Just forget about it. Move on, you know. Because I know that it's that's far more easier said than done. And you know, I it's not like I don't ever think about the past or have elements of uh, I don't know regret to a degree of you know, maybe things I did or said or whatever. Yeah. Do you, you know what I mean? We, we often talk about, as teenagers, how we both had an amazing... I, I think everyone has, like, a spell as a teenager. I know it can go wrong. My skin was awful and my hair was greasy and I've dated some terrible... made some terrible kind of boyfriend choices. But overall, like, for me, it was a time of, like... You know, when you... <laughs> this is one of the reasons we should confess that we like Love Island. Because... What? <laughs> so what are you talking about? Happened upon it on Netflix. So we're doing the retro series. Oh. It just seems to be what we need to see right now because it's when your biggest decisions you made in life were like what you were wearing on a Saturday night and like what song you were going to ask a DJ for and um, I don't know like I mean, you, you get in your car and well I lived in a small town so we drive through the town with our favourite music on and go to McDonald's for a moment Florian and it was like that was just amazing that was life that was like and yeah you had exams and stuff but I mean, I feel for teens now because there's another level of anxiety with, with social media. But, you, uh, over, but you've said the same thing. You're like, oh, my God, I used to like work really hard and it's going to save up for my trainers. And then I'd be like, so excited about getting my that trainers. That was like the highlight of my mum. And it was like... Lee, I'd like straight out of WH Smith's, like some pain, <laughs> straight into the Foot Locker. Gosh. <laughs> I'm now brassic for another month, but yeah. it's all good. 
Have you and seen it, my new trainers? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's all wrong, but there's something about Love Island that reminds me of that because all they talk about is like chemistry and love and all that kind of stuff, and it's wrong. But we've been laughing about them, like watching them train and how much of the time the men shaving their legs and plucking themselves and putting makeup on and stuff. And I'm like, well, at least it's completely narcissistic, don't get me wrong, but it's quite fun to watch. And it just reminds us of a time when, you know, that was, that was kind of your big concern. Yeah. You didn't have... You know, the responsibility to have I, as an adult. I never thought I'd see the day that I've watched Love Island. Like, I've never ever watched it. And even if we've been channel hopping, I'd be like, oh, God, you know, yeah, Love same, Island, get same. off of that. But then, like Kerry said, like, we just started it on Netflix because we've got a couple of friends that are like, obsessed with it. Yeah, yeah. And we were a bit like, let's see what the fuss is all about. Yeah. To be fair, I, I love Big Brother. And it's, yeah. It's, it's got, a bit like it because they haven't quite got that. Well, actually, the first ones have been that we've watched, the retro ones, because they didn't quite know what's fame kind of was gonna what, what fame yeah, you would get, yeah. get from the series I suppose but yeah but I can't lie man I'm I'm, I'm kind of hooked we're anthropologists heart like <laughs> no but no but, but, but hu- hu- human behaviour is quite it's intriguing isn't it like yeah. you know from, from any like walk of life if you know what I mean like it is quite intriguing yeah 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 anyway well that's our it's guilty that's now. our guilty secret it's our it little escape at night but it is also like I said it's a reminder for me one thing that I've, I've taken away from watching it is when we first met we were friends and we went out a lot and we socialised a lot with big groups of people mm. and we went on holiday with big groups of people and there was a lot of dancing, there was a lot of training. I don't know when we trained together, we had good fun, but there was a lot of dancing, there was paella, there was up till God knows what time in the morning. We didn't do that anymore. No. And I said it to you this morning, I was like, I can't remember the last time we went out and just had like a really carefree night and, you know, I don't know. I think it's, you get so involved in, in kind of responsibilities as an adult. We run a business. We did Friday night. <laughs> 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 I'm also worried about Mr. Cadian rhythm. <laughs> so I mean, you just completely contradicted yourself. Yeah, I, but I want to go out and enlarge it. Someone, uh, but my brother, I'm worried about my Cadian rhythm. <laughs> my brother's just sent me some proper blue blockers for my birthday, thanks to you, saying that that's what I'd like. Some blue blocking glasses, which means I can go. No, out they, and party. They, I can't take credit. They they suggested oh, did them, they? Oh, and I, I, I chose the model. But like, it was their idea. What's it called? Tortoise shell. So I'll, I'll, you can see them on Facebook next time I do a Facebook Live. I'll have my new blue blockers on, which... But anyway, yes. We did talk this morning about when was the last time we went out and just... The thing is, as well, the problem, though, is partying is it does revolve around a lot of unhealthy stuff as well, doesn't it? In terms of, but, to stay up that late, you're going to need a bit of alcohol and sugar. Well, I would. But, but here's the thing, right? I'm, I'm going to put this out there because I feel it's relevant. What? Don't cut me off because I know you're going to be like, oh, we need to get... We need to... My three things. To get on to my three things, but as you're so good at being, yeah, yeah. I, I think I can get this in there. And again, we, you know, we talk about social health, and you know, which ties in with what Keris is talking about just now. And you know, a big part of that as well, I think, is managing stress. You know, it's not a case of not stressing. We need stress in our lives, but we need to, like all things, we need to. There needs to be an element of control. We need to be able to manage these things and. Uh, a great example of this is a, a few weeks back, we went to Brighton for a weekend, didn't we? And it was after a really kind of busy, busy period. We'd both been working, you know, our socks off. And, you know, Kerry surprised me with a, a bit of time away. And we did just pop a little hair down, didn't we? You know, we, we, we went for nice long walks on the beach. We were very fortunate. The weather was absolutely fantastic. We stayed in a really cool hotel. We ate loads of good food, but, you know... Of course, there was ice cream, there was booze, there was bread, there was hangovers, you know, and but we were just having such a great time, weren't we? And it wasn't like it was complete carnage. No, we didn't no. just go and we out. We don't do it every week. No, so it was and a- the reason I'm telling you this is that we just both felt so happy, didn't we? 
and we just felt so happy to be away spending some quality time with each other just letting our hair down a little bit and I, I did do a, I done a live about this uh, in our members group and I, I titled it have, have I told you about my rash <laughs> I, I thought I was going to try and create intrigue but then I thought if anything I'd probably put anyone off watching this video <laughs> um, <laughs> but the, the whole gist of this video was talking about um, I tend to get like a rash on my uh, leg um, which I always associated with excess sugar consumption or maybe going a bit OTT on the bread side of things and whatever so it may be. So it's a fungal skin infection. Yeah and that's why I always <laughs> just made that connection yeah. and because nine times out of ten I'd eat a load of ice cream I'd have some bread or I'd have a few beers and then a day or two later this rash would kind of break out and then obviously I wouldn't have it for a bit and then it would just go. So I just always made that connection but then we went to Brighton and like I say, there, there was bread, there was booze, there was ice cream, there was sweets, you know, like it was, it was, it was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I remember saying to you, didn't I? I was like, gosh, my rash is going to go absolutely bananas after this. And guess what? No rash. I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then I suppose uh, I, I just was a bit more flexible with my nutrition you know because like your dad had a birthday and there was a few social occasions coming up so again there was like bread and pizza and stuff like that and again no rash and what I realized was is that I, I was actually feeling quite I suppose carefree yeah for, for, you know what I mean like yeah, I yeah. felt very in control of my stress levels I felt very happy very content you just got to um, the end of a big project, hadn't you? So that's yeah, kind of and I'd like tick something yeah, yeah. off my list and yeah, it was like yeah. a real weight off my shoulders. And I thought, gosh, like all this time I felt that I've had this kind of sensitivity of sorts to excess, you know, bread and dairy and sugar and whatever. But actually, I, I think it wasn't the foods directly. It was the environment in which I was consuming these foods. And Kira spoke about environment earlier. And I think for me, it was, I was eating these foods, uh, foods in, a, in a stressed environment with, poor sleep quality yeah, and, and whatever and, and I think it was almost like probably like my my immune system was a bit compromised because of that and and my body responded badly whereas ever since like our trip to Brighton and you know I talk about maybe having a bit of a, an epiphany when I was there and just chilling out a little bit more I've not had I've not had those issues after consuming those foods and I just feel like it's a massive, massive breakthrough for me. So yeah, I was just uh, um, there's one thing I've just got to say about that weekend in Brighton. One of my favourite bits was because we hardly ever ever do this. Was we woke up really early because we still wake up really early, don't we? Even mm. when we kind of take time out, even and it was bright, bright blue sky. We went down to the <laughs> beach, and there's two places that you should check out if you go to Brighton. I can't remember the name, but I'll find it in a second. But one was um, we got a coffee from this beautiful little Italian restaurant on the seafront in yeah. Hove, which is very famous because Jojo Moyes, the author, goes there and writes her books, and it's run by an Italian family who've run it for 20 years. Yeah. Every all through the day that we were there, we couldn't actually get in because the queue was so huge and we were like what's with that place it just looks like an Italian restaurant I don't understand and then when we got in there we, if you go at, at six o'clock you'll get in in the morning and we went in there and we got a really nice uh, strong coffee and they, we realised it's quite famous and, and they do really nice coffee and the, the queue is for the ice cream and the queue is for the ice cream that day yeah so we got a really nice coffee and then round the corner is a place called Sugar Dough which do freshly baked croissants and they were pulling wow. them out of the oven and so we watched uh, basically sat there pretty much kind of sunrise on the beach eating freshly baked croissants and coffee and it was divine and then <laughs> I just had to draw the line because she was like should go back and do that again and again and again yeah, should get another one should get another one so if you do go to Brighton I can't think what you're but this was literally is. like a fresh out the oven croissant uh, yeah, and, and I said to you, I, but but also delicious. I can't eat a croissant anywhere else now after having had that. It, was, it set the standard very high. 
must admit, I might have to look into making my own. I, I would, yeah, I would. Again, same thing with, we had some bread as well, same thing, kind of freshly baked. I'm trying to find the name. So that's, uh, but anyway, so those it's, are my... It's Morocco, Morocco's was the coffee shop. Oh, Morocco's, coffee so you could go there, and apparently Italian it's restaurant. probably in the winter. That's where she writes in the winter. Oh yeah, but no, seafood, it was a nice yeah. story that you told me. So just to uh, recap, guys, it was, um, for me, it was stop comparing yourself to kind of other people's highlight reels, focus on you and, and your journey and just use those people to, to, to be inspired. You Same know, not for their nutrition as Not well. discouraged. So yeah. Follow it it works for someone else. Exactly. Yeah, 100%. Um, the power of adaptation, you know, in any circumstance, being able to adapt is, is always going to help you and not dwelling on the past because you can't do no to about it. <laughs> Sound like a dad then. <laughs> you sound like someone from my hometown anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so over to you, Kerish, you've got uh, 13 minutes. Right, okay. You need to stick to the sub one hour. Yeah, I will, I will. I bet I can do this more succinctly than you. You ready? Don't, hey, but listen, don't rush. Don't Just don't, don't stress yourself out. Right. Enjoy, enjoy this moment. <laughs> Number one is to educate yourself along your health journey, but don't overwhelm yourself. And by that, I mean, we've all got a little bit trigger happy with Dr. Google, um, mm. you know, <laughs> Google my symptoms, find out what's going on. Um, I'm dying. Obviously, working in the as a, 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 a College of Natural Medicine, I see this all the time. People come yeah. in, I've Googled my symptoms, it's cancer. Google my symptoms, I've got, I'm going to have a heart attack. And um, we've talked about this a little bit before, but one thing I'm starting to notice is how sick people get also when they are diagnosed with a disease. Yeah. Um, lots of other people write about this in the kind of nutritional therapy world as well, how it changes you. You could be walking around with, you know, cancer, heart disease, all those kind of things. Yes, we should be doing stuff that prevent. Yes, we should be following. But to, by the way, it's everything we've been told for years. Eat more vegetables, do your exercise, sleep more, you know, stop smoking, stop drinking. That's a yeah. good, you know, in excess. That's a really good starting point. So a lot of the principles we should be following, but I find like people are, are kind of chasing, um, chasing diagnosis, chasing dysfunction, chasing a, an answer, and it becomes unhealthy and, and you forget. You kind of then meet up with, say, this has definitely happened to me, you meet up with your uni friends, you meet up with your school friends who are completely oblivious to all this stuff in their life. And do you know what stands out? They're freaking happy. Like yeah. They're happy and they're likely healthier than you are. And sometimes I think it helps to step back shut down the computer stop overthinking it and just start focusing on the things that you know support your health yeah and sometimes that is about going back and reconnecting with old friends and doing stuff that makes you happy prime example for me might be that i'm due a dose of maybe festivals this summer and a bit mm. more dancing and you're up for that <laughs> well i'll come to a festival yeah you can crack on with the dancing i'll be over in the food tent but stuff that, yeah, <laughs> stuff that I've always loved doing that I don't make time for, but, you know, and, and I, do, I do this a lot with clients. I say, you know, what, what kind of stuff do you love doing? I'll get different answers to horse riding. I like crochet. I like going to live music. When was the last time you did it? Well, you know, not very well, so I haven't been doing it. Well, maybe you need to do it, and mm. then you'll get well, you know. So for me, it's about education, but not overwhelm. And if you can find yourself getting obsessed and overwhelmed with detail, I think it's time to, to step back, shut down. And if, it might be the point where, you know what, you just need to outsource the job of, you know, kind of the process of getting you better to somebody else. And I think all of us need to think about that, including me and you at times. We, we go and see body workers rather than going, oh, I think it's this, I think it's that, you know. We go and see body workers. I've seen nutritional therapists myself, you know, you've done the same. We go and see other people when we feel like we're overthinking it and we're cherry picking as well. We're like, yeah. 
we're either being very, it's negative, it's this. So yeah, and just one more example of that is if I look at my own family, for a while I was kind of really digging deep as to, you know, why my dad got cancer, what was the dysfunction and how could I fix it, what could I do and, and like really went in, you know, kind of deep. But when you look at both his mum and sister died of cancer, if you look at his mum, his mum didn't have um, kind of any treatment and if anything I'd say she kind of um, not enjoyed the process, that's the wrong thing to say, but but suddenly she became the centre of attention and lots of people surrounded her, she had a lot of support, she had a doctor who she thought was like, she put him on a pedestal, um, she had a purpose every single week, she'd go to hospital, she'd have lots of student doctors around her going, you're so wonderful, you're amazing, mm-hmm. like to her, weirdly, it became a very positive experience, yeah, yeah. I say? Yeah, and I you know what? She lived with it for, um, I think it was only over 20 years. Yeah, over 20 years. So it didn't kill her. And there are lots of cases where the disease does not kill the person. Obviously, she was too old for chemo, and so they just kept removing the cancer where they could. And then you look at my dad's sister, who, for her, there was this, I would say, she got the diagnosis. And she got that diagnosis late because she had some symptoms that she was scared of that she didn't really go and ask anybody about. Then she gets the diagnosis, and then you just saw this fear in her. like, And so the fear led her to go down the route of really harsh treatments and almost not listening to the important stuff. You know, yeah. And, and the, what else could she do? And, and so I think, and, and she didn't make it past 18 months with her cancer because the treatments were, you know, pretty much wrecked her immune system and wrecked her body. But it's just interesting how, I just think the mind is so powerful with yeah. it. And, and, and so if you are diagnosed with the disease and there's lots of cases of people who go off and decide to go and live the right the remainder of their time doing something they love and they come back and the disease is gone like that's just everywhere if you go and dig deep you'll find so many examples of that be that cancer be that any any kind of you know aids autoimmune diseases that kind of stuff people go all right well you know i've got six months left i'm going to go and do something and yeah you know people live to really really you know, decades and decades. So Again. I just think it's, it's, it's important to think about whether you're overthinking a situation, creating a very, very negative mindset, which then creates a very negative biochemistry. It does all yeah. come back to chemistry. You're creating large amounts of stress hormones, anxiety, which steal things like tryptophan, which used to make serotonin. So if you want to look at it on a chemistry basis, you know, serotonin makes you feel good and happy and content. So you lose the ability to be happy if you really do wind yourself up about these situations. But I suppose the... the, the... The thing is here is that, you know, on, on the one hand, we're, we're very fortunate to kind of have so much information so readily available to us. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, you know, there was once upon a time where, you, you know, long before the internet and Google existed, like where, you know, if you had anything that didn't seem quite right with you, you know, you had to go to the doctors. It yeah, was, yeah. It, there, there was no other option. You know, but like I say, you know, it's, it's not necessarily a bad thing. But at the same time, there is that element of information overload and overwhelm that, that, that you've just mentioned. And yeah. it's, it's kind of how you control that situation. Yeah, that's what I said. So there needs to be that element of, like, and like yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit of a hard one to call. But I think out there, if you're listening right now, you'll know if you're going down that route of overwhelm because mm. you're like literally, it's all you're doing, you know, and you're trying to perfect and refine everything from your nutrition to your supplements to maybe even going another route of enemas and all sorts of stuff to do everything you can to cleanse your body you know and detox and stuff like this and if I get one more email about juice fasting I've probably got the wall like you know without even really understanding what you're doing yeah another factor um so that's mine really in, in that I think sometimes even I you know like it's my job to know a lot of stuff, but I shut down the laptop and I'm like, I just want to go off and talk to a random stranger on a dog walk. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's what I go and do. And incidentally, this morning, 
I was in the park training with some friends who I did yoga teacher training with. We decided to kind of hook up and do some strength work. And this man came along. We were actually doing um, uh, planks. But, you know, you walk out. Try this one, by the way, guys. You do a plank, but you walk your hands out into a Y shape as far as you can. Yeah. So I know you normally go walk your hands forward. Yeah, yeah. It's on the core, but okay. do, it, do it in a Y shape. Wow. So you literally, your core goes, I'm going to split in half. I don't fire. It's really good. So we were all doing that. And this little old man comes along and he goes, <laughs> <laughs> when I was 25... I did 150 press-ups. And then he walked off. Really? <laughs> we were like, oh. that was amazing. <laughs> like, just brilliant. Well, and what did we just say about not focusing on what you used to be able to do? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So prepare yourself. <laughs> no. But like, <laughs> and you really just like, sometimes you forget the world that exists out there. Like that is just a silly example. But sometimes I love it when I go and walk with Hamish, I strike up a conversation with a complete stranger about something like the weather about something like, you know, dogs, and I just love it. And it's sometimes it's a point in my day where I feel truly at ease yeah. and, like, calm and rested and stuff. Well, what, what did I say to you there? Because, like, again, we're kind of like, I suppose, pre-holiday, trying to tick a load of things off and, you know, stress levels are a bit higher than usual. And I said to you just yesterday, didn't I, that these dog walks with you, know, with you uh, kind of like, is what's keeping me sane at yeah, the minute. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like my, it's my therapy that I get twice a day. Yeah, no, um, yeah, I love it. It's the best thing, yeah. Okay, so that's one. Uh, very quickly, um, this, is, this is going to sound like it almost conflicts with that point, but I'd say listen to the feedback from your body at all times. And by that, I don't mean, again, start going, oh, I've got, I've got a bruise here. Mm. Does that mean I've got vitamin C deficiency or iron deficiency? I don't mean, like, <laughs> Google. <laughs> to, but, to be fair, I don't think people do think that. What? That they've got easy bruising? People just go, oh, probably just fuck myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just me that's... A, what am I deficient in? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so listen to feedback from your body in terms of, you know, we can kind of go down a route of doing stuff and, and the feedback can be anything from, it can be symptoms that we've just talked about. So it can be, you know, your gut kicks off, you get loose bowel movements, you get constipation, you get inflammation, you get pain, um, you get joint problems, those kind of things. And before you go off and Google it, like, so let's say this is kind of the point, step back for a second and say, is there something, if I'm honest with myself, I'm doing that's causing this symptom? Yeah. And nine times out of 10, you will know the answer to that. So, you know, a good example um, for me is recently I um, have been running a little bit more. I was kind of inspired by you doing the marathon. I was like, and then you talked about us all doing it as a team next year. And I was like, this could be great. Um, but also... I like to run before a lecture because it helps with memory and it helps with my confidence sometimes. It just it just gives me this kind of, anyone that runs says it gives you that zhuzh first thing in the morning. So I got into a habit of doing that. But then the problem was I got offered more lecturing work. So then I got, I did more runs and it was convenient because I got out with Hamish and that was ticked off. And I feel yeah. guilty if I don't kind of do my share of the dog walks to help you if you, you know, if I'm up in London lecturing. So anyway, um, and the feedback from my body, there was a kind of couple of things. I was starting to get some some niggles in some of my joints. I was getting kind of like cramps, tight joints, that's, that kind of stuff. But other things, like I noticed, weirdly, my hair was going a little bit thin and, and I was like, oh, this is kind of unusual. There was just loads of feedback and I ended up kind of going to get my hormones tested and they were flatlined. And I think back and think, did I did I need to go and get all that done as in the hormone testing side mm-hmm. of things? It was useful because you kind of said, your hormones are flatlined, what are you doing? And I was like, well, I sometimes get up at half four and I run da 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 and I, I you know, do this and I do that. And he was like, well, you need to stop all that, essentially. <laughs> but I think if I'd just listened to the feedback from my body earlier and it was, you know, extreme fatigue was one thing. Um, you know, I, I felt physically tired to the point of like, as in muscular fatigue sometimes when I got up, almost like, oh, yeah, just you, lacking. You use of that mindset, which I can totally get, 
you know, in, in the, you know, on, on your days of lecturing, you know, very long days, uh, you know, to be alert on the ball, like mentally, you yeah. want to feel good, you want to feel confident, you're about to go and stand in front of a room of 50, 60 students. So for you, it was like, you know, I'm a better person for exercising. I know I feel, you know, I feel better if I get Hamish out, I might as well go for a run, kill two birds with one stone. Yeah, yeah. And, and almost it was like, that was more important than getting an extra hour or two in bed, in bed leaving the dog walk for me, not feeling guilty about that because he's my dog too, <laughs> um, and knowing that you're an awesome lecturer regardless of whether you've been for a 6K run or, or not. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? And, and it's Kind of that process. But uh, yeah, so I would say, but there was other feedback. My digestive system, my digestive system was kind of what really stopped me in my tracks because it was like, once this goes, everything's going to kick off. You know, like I just know that's the situation. My mood will kick off. My hormones will kick off, and they have. And like, uh, mood was fine because I was quite. I was actually really enjoying lecturing, and I really enjoyed running in the woods with Hamish. So fun. Like, funnily enough, I didn't have like symptoms that you'd normally expect. No. But I should have listened to the, the feedback sooner. Um, and I just want to say to people out there, like, if you're, you know, you're going down this route, just just listen to your body essentially, and 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 give yourself that honest kind of assessment, that audit. And if you're working too hard, doing too much. Um, not eating enough, eating too much, you know, just just be realistic and, and say, okay, you know, I can just turn this around in a couple of weeks. I would say, uh, you know, in over, I've just said in over a week of stopping the running, stopping getting up early, to, you know, a basic kind of gut protocol and uh, feel really different for it. So Yeah, like you've yeah, all, yeah. already said like in like a week, like yeah. you, you feel so much better for doing it. it Even though like, you had that initial hard bit where it was like, oh, God, I, I did, feel like I, I, I threw should my be doing toys out the pram, like you, I, like you would. I threw my toys out the pram because... You, get, you go out and you see, I see people, you know, all the time doing triathlons and like ultra marathons. And I'm like, I'm just running in the woods with the dog for half an hour. Just but my body, my body was like, no, you're not. So, you know, yeah, that, that's very nice. But you know, honestly, one thing I've learned, you know, over the years when I've, you know, like worked with people that do a lot of triathlons and, you know, lots of like endurance events you know, what you see on the outside. I know, I know. Like, you know, I, they reckon, I a know, lot of them are, like, broken. Yeah, and the know, stuff they push through, to, I mean, it shows you just how mentally tough they are because they just, they push through some crazy stuff. And you just think, oh, you know, they're just, like, loving life and yeah, their body's yeah. just tolerating all this. But also, it, it kind of highlighted to me that there was a phase, I took a long time out of running through injury and now I'm, like, to and now I'm fine and I don't, I, I thought injuries would pull me up again, if I'm mm. honest, especially if I was going to go for a marathon. And they didn't. And it just shows me that I lost the fact that the appreciation for the fact that I could just run again yeah. and I pushed it again. Like mm. I just can't be trusted with my, oh. but this is what I say to a lot of people. It's good for me to do this because I use that experience to teach others and say, we've just got to go back to appreciating that we've got this amazing bit of kit and we've just got to look after it. And, you know, you'll find yourself resorting to type, going back to old habits. And there are certain things that we, you know, the demons are always there with a lot of us, be it mm. under eating, overeating, sugar cravings, doing nothing and exercise wise doing too much you know I have to say there's hares and rabbits so you just have to every now and then kick back I tend to find just just going back to doing um so at the moment I just I'm just gone back to strength training mm. one of the my hormones that was low is testosterone and it's like well I know what to do I help loads of <laughs> male clients and female clients so with I, this I, kind of stuff. I wrote a, a training plan and bought a steak yeah so <laughs> yeah you go get that down yeah so my fats are coming up and my strength training is coming up, but mainly sleep and sleeping sunlight as well. Yeah. So I'm outside but, more and sleeping more. What you said is interesting because, like, you know, in terms of just kind of like stepping back and like assessing the situation, because 
how many times have you been with a client and you know same with me and you know they list off all these things oh you know this is going on that's going on and it used to be like this and la 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 and then you go so so why do you think that might be and then they start listing things off and then you're like there you go like you've you've cracked it yeah, yeah. but it's almost like they needed someone to go yeah well, why, why do you think that is just a little thing for a moment yeah and it sounds like such a simple thing but yeah. so many people don't they don't just step back for a moment and just do a bit of a an assessment of why yeah, this yeah. could be happening it's almost like they just accept it this is what's going on i want something done about it when most of the time they they know well the, the funny thing is if with a hormone problem as well is the first thing you're offered by a gp is a is a hormone intervention and because they're not really trained in terms of like lifestyle and nutrition and that kind of stuff but I and and it, I you know I never say never I may need a hormone intervention at some point if if my hormones don't pick up. What was low for me was the ones released by the brain, so right. luteinizing and um, follicle stimulating <laughs> hormone. So it kind of suggests there's just like a you know like a low level of output could be stress related, you know, it could be lots of things. But generally, if you look at it, it's kind of it, it, it's doing too much. There's too mm. much either exercise, too much stress, lack of sleep. So everything in terms of the master gland in the brain, which is signaling what mode you're in is, has been affected. So for me, I'd be crazy, and I say this to any other woman out there, in terms of if your hormones falter, you're crazy to think that that is detached from you and that you're nothing to do with that process. Yeah, yeah. You're 100% something to do with that process. And I, I often say to people, including myself, it's not a hormone problem. Your hormones have got a problem with you, and that's why they are like they are. So you have to step back, and before you go down that route of supplementation, Remember, the supplementation may just drive the response or the imbalance that's already there. Mm. So for me, it might drive... If I'm you know, kind of favouring a stress response and I stick more hormones in, who knows what might be the effect. I may have down-regulated hormone receptors and all sorts in the meantime. So my best bet is to try to do the opposite of what I have been doing and create the opposite hormone profile. So that's what I'm doing. And I will try and do a lot of stuff on social media and uh, Instagram to try and show people what I'm doing. It's probably the opposite of what most people are doing on Instagram. I'll be there eating steak, cake, carbs. Steak and <laughs> yeah. cake. Steak and cake. That sounds carbs. good. Um, sleeping. Here's me sleeping. That'd be a good Instagram yeah, live, wouldn't it? <laughs> and my last point is very quick, so I don't need to labour it. But do not feel guilty for prioritising your own happiness. And if you haven't watched it already... I did start to watch the other day Eat, Pray, Love, which has been in my DVD shelf forever. You've not seen it, have you? No. And she basically walks out of a life where she wasn't happy to, to go and do stuff that she'd never done before, like travel the world, dance in Bali, eat pasta and ice cream in Italy. And it's like, there's bits of it where she You're says, building up something here. No, no. <laughs> there's bits of it where she says, oh, her friend says, oh, don't you feel guilty? Aren't you gaining weight? Don't you think this? Do you think you should get responsibility? Do you feel guilty for leaving? Da, da, da. And she's like, no, I'm just on a journey. And I think you don't need to go and do any of those things. You don't need to go and, you know, nothing drastic. But, you know, even I've started to do things like read a book for leisure on the train instead of reading lecture notes and webinars and podcasts and things like yeah, that. Yeah. Like, just give yourself a break to do things that you love that make you happy. And I love reading fiction books. And I, you know, do it at night, but I need to start doing it in an afternoon and, you know, and, and at the weekend, go off and have an ice cream and enjoy it and sit in the sun and relax and sleep and, and go and do some dancing and eat some marshmallows and have a Love Island night out, maybe. Love Island night out. <laughs> yeah. Well, we did joke, didn't we? We said, should we do a, should we do a, an Only Ways Essex night? I really no, fancy having I'll, like... I'll buy myself some, some new loafers, get my teeth whitened, <laughs> gel my hair back, get a fake tan. Amazing. 
because I see like the, the effort I couldn't do it I, I rarely brush my hair most days and I, I use like I've just made some dry shampoo which is yeah. even better out of corn flour arrowroot sorry and uh, essential oils so I do even less now wash my hair but I just fancy one night having the works the nails the false eyelashes the big, <laughs> big hairdo oh my god I just, just yeah this would be funny that would be funny Maybe. You know, I think I think it's so true. Like yeah. something that that we see a lot, and and and, and especially in women, yeah, is definitely. this element of guilt, guilt for doing anything for themselves. Yeah, and you know, on the one, especially hand, if it's for pleasure. Yeah, Sounds yeah, it's almost like don't get me wrong. It's it's lovely to see you know how selfless you know many women are in, in you know in terms of what they do for their. You know, their partners, their children, the rest of their family. But you know, as the saying goes, you you can't pour from an empty cup. And, you know, it's, it's important that you, you have a bit of downtime. It's important that you in, invest in your in yourself because... And it doesn't have to be to go and do exercise and things no, like that no. either, which is what most women Literally, do, given, yeah. given the time out, they go, right, I've got to go and exercise, you know, no, if it or is go to, and do something for to someone go and else. Re- go, <laughs> just go to a coffee shop and get a, you know, get a coffee, a bit of cake and read a book for a couple of hours, yeah, you know, whatever, you know, and it's... No one should ever feel guilty about that. But saying that, again, we can totally relate, you know, like, as as business owners, people who run a predominantly online business, we we have elements of guilt, don't we? We, yeah, we feel like we should almost always be working, you know, and feel bad for having a bit of downtime. Or so, off. if you're if you're listening now, what you should do is pack your partner, your mum, or your friend off for the afternoon and say, "Go on, just go go and do something you haven't done for ages that really makes you happy." Yeah. And, and turn your phone off, and no one knows where you are. And yeah. That's what we should all do. Well, maybe let people know where you are. Yeah. <laughs> Just in case. Yeah. But uh, that's it. That's my three. Boom, well done. Yeah. So what's interesting, I don't know if anyone else has picked up on this, but we've not really spoken about nutrition. No, please. As such. No. You know, and you don't need us to tell you that the food you eat play a big role in your overall kind of like health and I think who made well it to episode being. 100, they kind of know most of the health yeah. foods now. You know, I think you've, you've got a good idea. Yeah. You know, you, you don't need us to tell you that we're kind of about that. But again, just to reiterate that you need to look at the bigger picture because you could eat, be in what's seen as, you know, on paper, a perfect diet. You know, you could be exercising frequently. But, you know, if your head's not in the right place if you're highly stressed, if you're not getting enough sleep, if you've not got good social health, so, you know, a nice healthy environment around you for, you know, best part of the day, then you, you're going to run into problems. And, you know, you need to look at it as a much bigger picture, you know, much more factors to it than, than, than food and exercise, like we mentioned, and, and just be, be prepared to invest a bit more time and effort in those things as well as. Oh, I think it was a nice episode. That was a nice episode. I think the six Do we both agree? We agree. I think wow. this one is going to be sent to, to the editor. <laughs> so, guys, I hope you enjoyed. Um, you know, it'd be awesome to see if maybe you've been doing a bit of reflection of your of your own. And, and yeah, be sure to, to feed that back to us. We'd, we'd love to kind of hear about, you know, you, your journey, and, you know, the things you've learned over the years uh, about yourself and, and whatnot. Yeah, definitely get in touch. Info at fitterfood.com. We'd love to hear it. If you enjoyed the episode, um, please leave a review over on iTunes if you haven't done so already. Share it with a friend, anyone that you think might benefit. And if you've got any questions at all related to health, fat loss, etc., again, just just get in touch, info at fitfood.com, ask away, and 
maybe we can cover it on a podcast so that's it guys episode 100 done and dusted we'll see you in episode 101 see ya Bye.